The NFL announced that the Super Bowl next year will be headlined by Rihanna. Okay, so this is just a topical blind question I and have for Chris you. Chris Brown. Are you serious? No. Oh, he beat her. Why would they? Oh shit! <laughs> I forgot about that. I was actually excited for a second. And welcome to the show. Thanks for dropping by, everybody. This is episode six. I'm Peyton. He's Mike. Hey, everyone. Mike, I think I got to correct something from last week. Oh, were you wrong about something again? Well, kind of, but it's not a factual correction. Um, but I guess this is, this is becoming a theme that we go back to the last episode, at least on something. And Peyton says sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, you asked me, so before we get into our new slate today, um, you had asked me last week during our Ron versus Don discussion um, if the election were today, if I would vote for Biden or DeSantis. Okay. And it wasn't an easy call then, but I went ahead and went with Biden. But... I'm changing that. Oh, man. I got chills. Like, my hair is standing up. Well, be patient. Okay, I'm patient. I'm so excited. I don't like Ron any more this week than I did last week. Right, that's fine. But I'm I'm to the end of Biden. Good. Should have been there like two years ago. And it's not really about policy. But I just think he's done mentally. And so I'm not giving him four more years under almost any circumstance, except for, you know, Trump wins the nomination. Then, <laughs> then, I'm not, I'm then, not, then you'll deal with Biden. Yeah, I'm issuing <laughs> sort of an ultimatum today to both parties. A reminder that I have no party affiliation. So I'm mourning both parties, in a way. <laughs> okay, but let's stay on the, uh, the Democratic side for a second. Yep. He, needs to, he, needs to, he needs to announce soon that he's not going to seek re-election. So the Democrats can have a full, you know, primary, which they can have a primary, even if he does say he's going to run for re-election. Technically, people can challenge him, and I hope that they would. Uh, But that's obviously a difficult road for anybody to go. Um, So I hope that he announces, because he's been kind of finicky about it. Like, he hasn't said yet if he's going to go in 2024 or not. And I hope that, you know, sometime early to mid next year, that he'll go ahead and announce you know, that he's done. He's probably um, waiting for permission to run again. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I, the Democrats are in a tricky spot because Kamala doesn't appear to be very popular. Um, or useful. Yeah, all of her gaffes are starting to sort of, you know, lend validity to the idea that she was chosen for a reason other than being qualified. Jeez. Okay. Um, what was that reason? Well, race and, and gender. <laughs> Um, you know, so I don't like her. That's another issue with voting for him. If, if I loved her, then, Hey, maybe I go ahead and if he runs again, can vote for him did. again. Yeah. yeah. Cause the, the, you know, he might die. Yeah. The next person in line I'm good yeah. with. So, mm-hmm. you know, cause I don't think I'm not positive that he can't do the job right now, even though, you know, he doesn't look sharp, you know, 
it's not ideal for sure, but I'm not positive he can't do the job because he, I think he's done well in some aspects so far. But I can't write a, a blank check for four more. You know what I'm saying? He's going to be 80 later this year. Yeah. So, um, so what happened? What you just thought about? Well, it no, more, no, no, no. Well, no. You you'll <clears throat> recall, I think, from this week that he got up there in a speech and said, uh, you know, where's Jackie? Thought she was going to be here. And this person died in a car wreck in August, and he had already expressed his condolences to that person. Um, and that so that, it's getting more and more difficult for me to 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 blind myself to the reality. You know, like it's like every time he has a gaffe, he'll have like a run of decent comments, or he'll have a a speech or an interview where I'm like, okay, he's not he's not that bad. You know what I mean? He's lost some speed on his fastball, but he's not that bad. But at this point, I, I think I think it's just very obvious what's happening, and maybe it should have been way more obvious to me sooner. I'll, I'll take that, um, but I'm not going to let him say you got to vote for me because the other side is is DeSantis. Like, yeah. no, you need to, in my view, put the country first and step aside. Yeah. Now, none of these guys are probably going to do that ego wise, unfortunately. But that's what I think he should do. Uh, and maybe his age will like make him force him to kind of tap out. I think right now is a perfect time to do that because I think that they're going to lose very hard if DeSantis is up there. I just do regardless of, I mean, I obviously like super love the guy, but just in general, I think you're going to have a young guy who does what he does. And then you're going to go against Biden who you have now just changed your mind on. And you were like hard against it for pro DeSantis reasons like there wasn't enough there for you to like him but you dislike Biden so much and I think the Dems would be really smart to say hey we really recommend you step aside so we can get someone strong in there and then maybe you actually get a strong Democratic candidate that a lot of people like you would vote for over DeSantis right so that's another element yeah. because just if I'm sitting here saying today that that I would vote for DeSantis over Biden that means there's way more than we than he needs to win already out there saying hell yeah yeah I'm gonna you know what I'm saying yeah so he's gonna lose anyway yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah, why almost why, certainly yeah why you know, go through that again then yeah all those states that were close in 2020 they're not people, anymore they're, they're those are gonna swing I'm very confident you know currently today to DeSantis mm -hmm. and he just had you know a uh, you know hurricane sort of only raising his profile, uh, you know, yeah. sadly in a sad way. But, um, you know, Jeb Bush is out there saying, oh, he's doing a great job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Jeb Bush was like the hurricane president. You know what I'm saying? Governor. He had like, governor. Oh, sorry, yes, governor. He had, I don't know, like seven or eight in the course of a couple of years. Like, um, yeah. and he's, you know, singing his praises essentially. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah. The nation is watching. Yeah, and he's he's getting he's good attention. In, he's looking like he's in command in these um, briefings. He's getting into the details. He doesn't seem like he's like a Trump guy that's just like spouting off shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he's right. done his homework here. He's being competent at yep. his most fundamental part of his job. You know, in terms of safety and being a president, uh, governor in Florida, you you got to be on top yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, so he's he's at least showing he can do the job where. The guy that's doing the job is starting to look like he can't do the job. Just, yeah. just capability wise. It's not there anymore. Yeah, and it's not it's not like it's not age. It's not, you know, it's his 
cognitive ability at his age. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I just want to be I mean, clear. Like yeah, they're, it's not they're definitely connected, but yeah. yes, it's a specifically age has not favored yeah. him well yeah. at this point. And imagine if this were Trump, you know, as a thought experiment, if this were Trump and he were doing all the gaffes like mentally, you mean like opposite? Like what would like, like I'm just saying if Trump was this, was still president yeah. and he was having all these like mental lapses right He'd in front be of the, roasted. The, the, yeah, the media would be going crazy yeah. against it. We would be talking about the 25th amendment right now. We would have been talking about the 25th amendment yeah. for, for a year. I or think two. we, I think we were talking about, well, it yeah, we were for office. a different reason, but <laughs> we'd be talking about it still. Yeah. Um, cool. I like it. So, we can count on you. It's a good call because your vote would have been useless in Florida if you had thrown it away with Biden. I mean, DeSantis is obviously going to win Florida. Well, I guess because of the Electoral College, my right. vote is going to be useless yes. if I don't vote for DeSantis Correct. regardless. So, but That way, all of you Democrats in Florida listening, if you want your vote to matter, vote for DeSantis because he's winning in 2024. <laughs> no, Democrats, <laughs> make sure that... The uh, the party knows you're not going to vote for Biden, and that you better put someone else out there. You know what I mean? Well, that's true. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> cool, man. So yeah. Anyway, I like it. Yeah, maybe like I'll come it. back and change it again next week. Who knows? Yeah, that's the thing about <laughs> opinions, isn't it? Yeah, just don't ever have to commit to anything. So what do we got this week on the uh, news update slate? Yeah, so there were some legal challenges this week with uh, Biden's student debt forgiveness. Um, um, that's kind of. I think there's a few lawsuits out there, and he's being challenged pretty hard on that for various reasons. Um, the Senate version of the Electoral Reform Act mm-hmm. made a leap forward, and we're going to get into a discussion on if sex should be separated in sports today. Oh, nice. So I guess I guess we'll just get right into the Biden student debt forgiveness. Okay. So what happened this week? So, well, one thing that happened was that the CBO, which is like the nonpartisan government agency that crunches numbers, um, they said that it, their tally was, I believe, $420 billion was going to be the price of the bill, uh, of the policy, not including the like restructuring options that they're giving people, which are going to cost the federal government another like $120 billion. So... It, according to the nonpartisan CBO, this is uh, whatever the math on that is. I guess uh, what's that? Five hundred and forty billion, some odd dollars. So um, it was kind of funny because the Biden administration's response was, "Well, we don't really expect everyone to be able to complete the paperwork, so it's actually not going to be. We don't think it's going to be that much." <laughs> what? <laughs> It's like, They're not going to be able to complete the paperwork. Yeah, we don't actually think that high of a percentage of the people that are uh, qualified for the relief are going like to actually such, follow through with it. Like and, it's and, such a pain in the ass <laughs> to do that no one's going to do it. They're going to give up. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But anyway. Oh, okay. So that was the one thing that happened. But <clears throat> more importantly, it's being challenged in the courts. And if you recall back from our conversation when we went over this policy, the challenge is for a person or a group to have standing to challenge the law. So, right, if the president does something unconstitutional, what have you, you can't just say, well, the, you know, I want to sue because I don't like that or or this is going to increase taxes and I'm a taxpayer. You have to have a specific 
grievance, like a specific damage that's occurred to you yeah. to have standing. And yep. so that was really a tricky, how, how is anybody going to have standing in this case? Well, the Pacific Legal Foundation kind of at first seemed to have cracked the code. Um, there's a, a lawyer in Indiana that qualifies for the relief. Yeah. But he already is in a program where his is going to be relieved. So like his, his debt was already going to be going away because like maybe he's in public service or some category where his loans are going to be forgiven already. Mm -hmm. Okay. But because of this uh, policy by the Biden administration, which his state, Indiana has taxed. So Indiana and like five other States have passed laws or changed their code, their tax code to tax people to the amount that they are getting relief. So you're getting taxed on say the $20,000 of relief. Yep. So what this guy is able to argue is, Hey, I'm going to suffer from this law because I was going to have my debt relieved anyway. And now I'm going to have relief from this policy and have to pay a tax. So I'm going to have to pay so something worse. that yeah. I wasn't going to have to pay. Yep. So kind of complicated, but giving him standing, it seemed at first, However, quietly, the Biden administration changed some language in the Department of Education website to say, well, you can opt out. They changed it on the website. Well, they changed it. And I'm just saying yeah. that it's been reflected on the website. Okay. It's not like the website is the, you know. Well, I was wondering if they just made a quick change on the website. Meanwhile, didn't change the policy. And now it's like, oh, shit, you really can't opt out. Yeah, my point was so you cannot in out. lieu of this standing that yep. he was going to have. They're like, okay, well, you can opt out, and now we save ourselves that whole deal. It seems because a court has already um, basically said to the Pacific Legal Foundation that filed the suit that um, you know that's not valid because you can opt out, and so they're like, okay, we're going to go re um, write our briefing, which the court said they could do. Um, okay, so. That is where that's standing right now. <clears throat> now, there's also uh, several states that have come together um, to sue the federal government over this. And their arguments uh, are more kind of broad. And so um, I don't think there's been any ruling yet on these. But they're saying things like, you know, this is going to affect inf inflation in our state. Or it's going to affect um, maybe um, private companies that are making that are holding some of this debt um and so again the administration has made another change oh geez okay where they're saying if you are if, if, if a private lender is holding your debt then you don't qualify anymore if you had already gone through the process we're going to let you we're going to let you keep the relief but like anybody moving forward that hadn't gone into the process and done this paperwork yet or whatever, you're no longer going to be covered so, under the policy. And this is going to affect, you know, like yeah. maybe um, a substantial number of people, not the majority by any means, but a substantial number of people this will affect. Um, I think those people are the ones that if it was held privately, it's a federal, it was a federal loan held privately. Is that I believe that was the, the what that was about. And you would have to refinance it or get some type of consolidation loan in order to like convert this over to be um, applicable for the for the debt forgiveness. Yeah. So, so I think now it was like if you had applied for your refinance 
prior to now will process it. But otherwise, if you haven't applied for your refinance or your, your consolidation loan or whatever, now you can't and yeah. it won't be applicable now. Right. And, and from, from what I was reading there, it was saying, um, whoever they interviewed was like, no, you don't need to, you know, there's no rush. You don't need to go and, and file for this, um, this new loan anytime soon. Like it's fine. You have time. So after they advised, take your time on it. Now the people who actually did it are grandfathered in and the people who they told to take their time aren't and are now shafted. Yep. Yeah. So that's rough. Mm-hmm. So yeah, sure. They fixed it, but they, a lot of people are probably feeling screwed over. Yeah. So, and you know, right now we're, we're kind of just discussing just to catch everyone up, to be clear, we're just discussing standing because there seems to be plenty of argument against the legality of the Biden administration's policy. The code is the cracking. The code part is who can get standing to say that they've been injured by this. Um, which I know when we covered this and episode, whatever, you know, we kind of said, well, it seems like by the letter of the law that he has the right to do this. And that may still be true, but there's some pretty good arguments that I've heard that are suggesting that, that it really isn't valid um, that, that was, know, especially considering he's, you know, he's saying, um, I'm extending the emergency until January, but I'm going on TV and saying the pandemic's over, right. you know, that's possibly something could be used, mm-hmm. you know, in, in, in a trial or what in a court case. You yeah. Know? COVID's over. Well, how are you extending yeah. the emergency then? So that was the heroes act, I believe, right. Yeah. Of, I think it was three. Right. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a pretty dated, not as dated and, as some of these other ones, like 18, 87 or whatever the hell. And even if we were in a national emergency still, like legitimately, there's still potential questions about whether or not the HEROES Act gave him the authority to do this. Um, Because, you know, all of these people that are getting the relief, it's it's very hard to argue that they're directly impacted by the pandemic. I mean, we all in a sense are, but if we all are, then no one is kind of like, yeah, like the, yeah. you know what I mean? Like they, these people are people with higher degrees than the average person, more money right. than the average person, less likely to have gotten laid off. So arguing that they were like injured by this is, yeah. is, is pretty flimsy. I would think, I don't know what the courts would say, but anyway, that's all to be decided if someone can, can successfully get standing. So in the last I'm pretty sure every episode we've covered something where a president or administration, both sides, all presidencies have taken credit or advantage, I guess, of these old, super old, um, I guess, legislature that says you can do this for this. And it was never intended for that. Are, are, are we just going to keep doing this? Or are they? Yeah, seems, I mean, it's kind of what. Is this what? A, go ahead. I mean, it's what. Presidents do certainly in, in modern times, probably for the last almost century, like they, they look for ways to exploit Old legal shit. holes yeah. to, to be able to fulfill their agenda. Right. Yeah. Like it's been a long time since we had a type of guy that was just like, I think this is not the role of the presidency. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm going to not take action here. Um, that some people are saying I can, but I don't believe this is the right role for the, for the executive to do that. I'm not going to do it. You know, we don't have that anymore. We, even if they're, you know, conservative and their, and their rhetoric is, is deference to the constitution and so forth. Like when they're in the presidency, 
they take all the action they possibly can and they see if anybody stops them type of deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just seems it's um, just all the time. Yeah. But we know we vote, so Yeah, we do. It's another reason maybe why I'm struggling with, with Biden. The problem is and we're always stuck with another guy that's not perfect either, right? So it makes it difficult. <laughs> You get two guys exploiting everything in the opposite way. <laughs> they show up and just undo the last four years. They're just stuck in this fucking loop. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, it, is this one of those cases where it seems like um, the admin just knew it would face a bunch of problems, but they get the check in the box for trying? Or does this actually, does it seem like they actually anticipate it, it working? I think they think this will go through. I think they feel that there's uh, enough wiggle room in that hero's act for them to legitimately be able to to do this and be able to argue it successfully in court whenever that day potentially comes. Now, obviously, they're playing defense right now in every way that they can. Um, So I don't know if they first saw all of these little things. They clearly probably didn't see some of these standing arguments that are coming, Um, but they're knocking them down as they go. Sure. So if if some – some decision were to show up and, and make this a 180 reversal, it would it would probably be a shock to the to the admin. This isn't just some midterm, some midterm ploy or get votes. I mean, it may be a politically inspired. I mean, certainly it is to a large degree well, because yeah, a lot of these people yeah. that are getting it but are it's not making just that. It's but it they do. Shoot. I think they do think he has the power to do yeah. it. Okay. All right. Well, he's not being a total scumbag then, right? No. All right, I guess on to the the electoral count or reform. Yeah. So that's another big success for you. Big win for Peyton. Sort of, yeah. Or the, you know, whole democracy, brother. Well, well, yeah, <laughs> but you specifically. You yeah. care more than everyone. Um, so, yeah, it just passed a hurdle in the Senate. So last week we talked about the House version actually passing the full House. All right. Um, and that we talked about how their version of electoral reform was a little more aggressive than the Senate version. The Senate version has now passed the committee level. So, you know, uh, government 101, bills go to the committee first. And then if, if, if they make it out of the committee, then they go to the full floor, potentially. Um, and so most bills overwhelmingly die in committee. Okay? Think of a committee as like... A committee. Know, like, like abortion you know, of a bill. Like yeah. most of them getting killed off early. Yep. Um, and so um, 14 to 1 in the Senate Rules Committee, it passed. And uh, even more importantly, Mitch McConnell, who's possibly going to be the Senate Majority Leader soon, currently the Senate Minority Leader, uh, has given it his blessing. Um, so that means it's out of the committee. It's going to get a vote. And uh, they have the numbers currently uh, to pass it. Um, because Mitch McConnell and the, you know, X number of Republicans that support it, um, make enough to avoid a filibuster. So, um, they are saying that this version is going to be the version and that they're not going to be, negotiating very much with the house. So if this is ever going to become law, the house is going to have to move toward them, not the other way around. According to Mitch McConnell, uh, he thinks their bill is good, that it does enough. He doesn't want to jack around with the policy too much because, hey, 
it did last over 100 years where we successfully transferred power with the Electoral Reform Act of 1887. Like, it's been going pretty well up until now. He acknowledged, hey, yes, there's some things, unfortunately, that happened last year. There's some loopholes, sort of, we need to clear this up. Yeah. But I don't want to go as far as the House and... Just redo a bunch of shit. And redo some, maybe some areas that aren't, aren't necessary. Yeah. Um, you know, and he even cited, because people forget about this, like he brought up when he was announcing his support that, you know, there's been Democrats recently, um, you know, this century, multiple times, that have objected to slates of electors. Now, you know, it was more one or two rather than a block. And the presidential candidate, you know, himself wasn't the one kind of leading the whole thing. Um, so certainly wasn't, you know, uh, equal to what just happened in 2020 um, or January 6th, 2021. Uh, But that it has happened, you know, so this is a bipartisan problem uh, and they're presenting a bipartisan solution. Um, So yeah, they're almost being useful. Now (laughs) it's going to be after the midterm before anything happens, I think on almost everything. They're just sort of now going into, this is like the last month before the midterm election. So they're going into campaign mode. They're not going to be, very accomplishing hardly anything except for maybe something to do with the hurricane possibly. Um, but, uh, it did pass the committee. So it's one step closer to passing the full Senate and then the two sides can hopefully hammer out. some so, uh, differences so, in the yeah. lame duck time period between the election in November and all the new congressmen and women taking their office in January. So they just, I guess Mitch McConnell's not going to budge, or he will on certain things, barely. So the House will just have to get on board, mm-hmm. approve the Senate's version, and then it just gets approved after that. They agree. Sure. We love yours. and Both houses have to re-vote yep. in favor of whatever the changed language is. Yep. And then it's and, good to go. Yep. Cool. There's not a lot left to do then, huh? As long as the no, s- it's not there House yet. plays you ball. Know. Yep. As long as the House does their thing. Ah, they will. And, and, and if the, the thing is, if the... Um, if the Republicans take back the House after the midterm election next month, which is expected, then all those Democrats that still are sitting in office in the lame duck period, uh, they may be compelled to go ahead and play ball with the Senate's version and take what they can get because otherwise power is going to change hands to the Republicans. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, who knows what they all do, um, you know. Yeah, all of the scumbag Republicans over there being mean well, a, cer- to the a certain number of them obviously are not only. Remember, in the House version, only those ten Republicans, nine, nine or ten yeah. Republicans, voted in favor of it that aren't going to be running for re-election. Yeah. So there's a chance that you don't have the numbers over there politically to get it done because you know so many of them are worried about being primaried and stuff like that. By I like how you're you're convincing me that they actually are all scumbags. They're like, no, no, but for real, though. Like, yeah. they're pieces of shit. <laughs> well, it's politics. Yeah. I would argue that um, the people that vote for them are pieces of shit. <laughs> oh, God. I can't blame the politician always for, for having to do what they have to do oh, to win. What are they going to do? Be a, a be a, a noble person and lose? What yeah. the point? What's the yeah. point in that, right? Yeah. Unfortunately... They're trying so, to win. So, so, who, so who, vote, who votes for them? Us, like we do, right? Right. Uh, directly? It's not like we vote for someone who votes for them. We just directly vote for them. So he's calling all of you people pieces of shit. 
I'll call in certain people. Well, half of you. We'll say half. No, not half. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Primary voters. Oh, there you go. Half the congressional districts. You guys are all pieces of shit for not being primary voters. No, for being primary voters. For being primary voters. Or for not being, that's That's what, yeah, so either way, you guys are pieces of shit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) We got You got me. That was very good lawyering. That was good. And I have no argument. I do generally think that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll get to the fun one here. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. Should sports at any level be separated based on sex? Yes. The answers may vary. Yes. On some levels, you said, should they be separated by sex on any level? At any, at any level. So at some Youth, levels, they should mid-level. be. So let's back up. Mm-hmm. There was, um, there's competing philosophies by writers in the Atlantic. Um, so uh, earlier in September, uh, there was an article by Maggie Mertens who argued that um, separating sports by sex doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense at all to separate sports by sex. And then another one of their writers came back later in September, you know, toward the like September 29th or so. All right. And his name's Steve Magnus. And he said, um, you know, yeah, we kind of still should mostly uh, or in many instances separate sports by sex. But he had a pretty um, well researched, logical argument so yeah, he did I, I just i thought it was really interesting because my first instinct was like what the fuck of course we should separate sports by sex yeah. right but after reading both of their articles they both gave arguments for at least why in some instances it shouldn't be separated by sex correct and yeah. i just loved i love that whole like i had a my first instinct my first preconceived notion I actually listen to the arguments and move my position. It's not that hard. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Like I grew up playing sports with only essentially other boys. Mm-hmm. And so in my mind, like that's how it should be. Right. But that's not really an argument. That's just how it was. That's for just how you. it was. That's your experience. Right. Um, and I didn't realize until I read this, these articles, how close men and women are particularly at a younger ages at a young age. Yeah. Um, and so basically it said before puberty, boys and girls are essentially equal in sports, Yeah, whether it's strength sport or a skill sport, both whatever, like pretty much there's parity yeah. between them. Yep. Um, I think it was saying that there's, they notice more differences between different, uh, like physical sizes within the the within your own gender than you do between right male and female as a whole right. But I guess where Maggie Mertens loses me is her suggestion that it should never be separated by sports because by once sex, we yeah. get by sex sorry yeah. so once we get past puberty mm-hmm. for me we should separate. By sex, but there's a caveat, and then I'll let you go, and you know we'll see where we end up on this. Yeah. Even beyond puberty, if a woman wants to compete with men 
and can make the team, then I'm all for that. I just don't like the other direction. If a, you know, if a man can, I don't, I don't want, yeah. you know, if Emmy one day is like, I want to play tackle football. Well, I'm not going to, it's not going to please me. Cause I don't even want my son to play tackle football. Um, so, but if she's like, I want to, I'm, I'm a great, uh, yeah. you know, basketball player and I want to play, I want to try for the men's team. Mm-hmm. Then I think women ought to be, they should not be discriminated against if they can carry their own. Okay. I wouldn't see that happening at a high level in, in basketball, um, you know, at a big school, but Hey, you know, they ought to have the right to try. All right. Or if there's a sport that's not open to women, they ought to have a right to try. Um, but I don't want, you know, uh, a male to be able to go play with the females. Yeah. This is the on same, their team. This is the same transgender conversation, it kinda, right? It's the same. <clears throat> yeah. You'd have no problem with a, uh, trans male playing in male sports, but you would a trans female playing right. in female sports, right? It's the same kind of the same argument. Yeah. So um, where'd you come down on this? Yeah, so I mean, you mentioned basketball specifically, and um, from from just reading those two articles, there was a good argument about skill based sports versus strength, endurance, you know, whatever, like just physical based sports like running or lifting. You know, males might have a biological advantage beyond puberty for right. those sports and it, that might make sense to separate just like you separate weight classes and in, in boxing or fighting or you know there's different weights because obviously there's a different advantage so you could kind of handle it the same way maybe on those type of sports but things that are like like basketball and I don't know soccer requires like a lot of running so you might have faster people but on certain sports I would say that it doesn't really matter like to me you, you mentioned basketball is mattering I wouldn't give a shit if those were just the same you know some some female basketball players and we talked about this the other day but i think some female basketball players could probably stand up just fine against some male basketball players i wouldn't care so much if certain sports were were uh, merged together it, it just it makes sense to keep some separate because you would have situations where females just wouldn't be in any of the top spots in in i don't know certain things right there was a quote that the guy uh whatever his, what was his name uh, Steve, Steve Magnus, everybody, uh, in the Atlantic. Um, he said there's like an 11 time Olympian runner, but just like a female runner, yeah. 11 time Olympian with say some record, but just last year in 2022, she would have been almost 700th in ranking yeah. against so, the men. So that's a good, so, you know. I mean, it's a good statistic. I, when we get up to the elite levels, you're, if you're not divided, basically there's no opportunity for, for women to be in the professional ranks. So I don't know why no. we wouldn't go ahead and start dividing that after puberty. There was At, a good argument, though, about oh, like the same expectation or desire of women to compete in sports. So I think you'd probably find that a huge percentage of males play sports or have played sports and a much smaller percentage of females probably play sports. So at the youth levels, if you separate these sports out and, you know, 
males are encouraged to go into all these sports and females aren't encouraged to go into these sports because like, wow, females aren't allowed to play football with the boys and stuff like that. Um, if women don't have the same opportunities as girls to play in those sports, you're going to get less of them with, with desires to do it professionally later because it's so much more difficult to do. It's like I went into engineering. I really wanted to be a music producer, but there's so much fewer jobs in that. So I was like, fuck it. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go into something I can get a job in. So why would you do that as a female when there's so much less opportunity and it's so much more difficult to get into sports? So the people like like the the woman you just mentioned that was like an eleven time whatever you said gold medalist I don't or remember broke, broke but, a bunch of records or whatever maybe it's just because it was easier for her to do that because the pool of people is is less and there's you have to try less hard you know maybe if she was in running with the men she would have to train harder train more and could get to a closer level it might not be seven hundredth maybe well, she would be twentieth and what he was arguing in that in that article though is that what you're suggesting like that gap has already been closed and now there's just a spot that can't be reached like he talks about his argument yeah well yeah yeah i mean sure sure yeah he he talks about how like the boston marathon at one point didn't allow or all marathons didn't allow women they started allowing women and there was a big gap between men and women and now over time that gap has closed but like it's been holding steady in parallel for a while Like he talked about his own case where he's a great runner. His wife's a great runner. Okay. mm -hmm. Um, When they were running, say in middle school or younger ages, um, their times were basically the exact same after puberty. Although she's much more stellar against other women and and has more accolades. He's faster. Yeah. Uh, I think he also described it by by far a better, like a bigger desire to to do this and, and trained harder. And he just, blew her out of the water yeah so i i don't think if that's your argument i don't know if you're just throwing it out there but i don't really i don't really agree with that i think there's 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 a physical limitation on average certainly yeah Um, there's a reason why that olympian again that was the whole point in me saying she would be almost 700 than ranking against men but she's like at the top of her sport against women it's not like it's they just started running and they just started competing like it's it's not 1950. So I, I didn't, I guess I didn't get to that part of the article about where you brought up the Boston Marathon and there being a gap. I guess that was my only point was that you'd probably close this type of gap, which yeah. has happened. And then there's a actual ceiling that you have to get to next. So like, I agree with basically what you're saying is like, it's kind of like in across society in, in math jobs or science jobs, like right. women are not kind of told that they can do it or there's not a culture around them doing it. And so there's fewer of them that are doing it at a high level, right? There's not based few. on their ability, but just based off of the patriarchy, whatever. Yeah, there's okay. very few female engineers so, yeah. that work with me. There were very few female engineers in the major. And you see as the years go by, there's more and more and more. Cause all of a sudden it's like, everyone can do this. This isn't just for dudes to come in and, and do this type of thing. So why wouldn't it be the same in sports? Right. So, um, why not? Because of testosterone, basically simple. I would still argue that, I mean, you have some real tiny dudes that now maybe maybe there's a difference between professional level and and youth and stuff, but, or even, I don't know, youth is younger than, than like middle school, high school. I'm pretty sure. I don't know what the the definition is, but there's like youth sports. Then there's like competitive, like teenage level sports. And then there's professional sports, I guess at the teenage level, you have some real 
tiny lanky dudes that that make sports teams can play football and then like females can't when they could probably kick ass like like brienne of tarth could totally destroy you in, in real life right like she could just kick your ass she's huge so to right say again that, like, that goes to my point where i allow women that they want to yeah. run for the men but i don't know why we just base it basically base it on well, just pure ability and then we'd have a football team of mostly men yeah mm-hmm. uh with a few women and then a bunch of women with a few men and i think in those cases those men would probably dominate and i think yeah. uh, to a large degree maybe that's not based on science maybe that's a sexist comment but I, i'm pretty sure a yeah. lot of your junior varsity football players if they're on the women's tackle football team or so, flag so football team i think they're I, gonna be unfair to yeah. uh, my daughter one day who's trying to play yeah, flag no, football so or something I, think, I just don't see that being i think i think there's a lot of people that want to make it out to be like that would work out because of their ideology and i don't think that's legitimately how it's gonna play out so i didn't realize until jumping on the show here that you've mentioned it a few times i think in this situation i think the thing you're missing is that we wouldn't have a male and female team there would be no there would no be be no team for Emmy where a boy could come join her team. There would be no team of boys where Emmy could go join. It would be a team. You would have a football team. And it would be mostly men probably today and a few females joining the team. But there would be no rule for the the women has to have to meet this performance criteria and the men don't. It would be like you have tryouts, there's a criteria, everyone has to match that. So you can't have some lanky little boy come on the football team who's just going to get fucking wrecked. And then, you know, that would be the same requirement for some some petite girl. It would just be a team. Like, the whole idea is to get rid of a men's team and a women's team. It would be this high school has a team. There's well, a I would argue team. also how many teams are there going to be? Because if you're, if you're not going to divide it by sex, you're probably just going to have two or three teams just based on ability where they're all men. And there's very few women that are playing at all. <laughs> yeah, that's just worse. You have like there's a lot of. Fuck. I mean, there's yeah, a, maybe there's a maybe, lot of maybe there's hurdles. Not, maybe you have to yeah. try it out with a few. How about we just let the best women play on a team together, and the best men play on a team together? If you're not good enough for varsity, you play JV. If you're not good enough for that, you, you go have, play like, fucking co-ed at so, the boys so, and girls club. So separate it like uh, heavy lightweight and heavyweight uh, football, and just whoever plays plays. You get those two leagues. You don't have men's women's. If you have a because a lot of the time you're gonna have at least at least when it kicks off when it first starts you're gonna have a lot of schools don't have enough females trying out for the female football team to make a team like that's how it would be at first I feel in a lot of cases a lot of girls from like I don't want to do that that's stupid like we don't do that well maybe we shouldn't fixate on football because it kind of skews the whole discussion oh, shit. What a little we, bit I like, you were talking about football just anything basketball well, we're talking about know. all sports i guess we're not just talking about football but if we, you can make it you can make it soccer yeah and if you make it just based on ability and we're going to have x amount of teams you're going to have few women in my estimation yeah that are going to be on those teams and again that means down the road as we get into you know if you want professional sports for women and and college level sports for women, the further up you go, the fewer spots there's going to be for them, fewer opportunities there's going to be for them. And I don't see any way around that because again, you know, the reality is, you know, if there's any component of, of speed and strength and so forth, it's going to be really difficult at the higher levels of competition for the women to have an equal, I mean, it's sort of, 
a counter to the whole idea of, of equality in a sense of having opportunity to play. Um, now, if we want to, if it's bowling, maybe we just change. Maybe we just certain sports. I'm open, maybe to making it just be based purely on ability that's or a, whatever, and not be divided by sex. I think that's a shitty example of a sport that you pick. Like women can play bowling the same as men. It's the first thing that came to my <laughs> mind that didn't really need a bunch but of strength, but you probably do did, need strength in that too. It did uh, trigger a thought in my mind that just side note: we should really reclassify what we count as a sport and what we count as just like a game. That you play. Oh God, that's a whole nother rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, dude. correct. That's hard because I haven't I would, thought about I, that in a while. It's, I love that debate, but I haven't thought about it. I would it in a never. While. I would have never considered that as a sport. Bowling it wouldn't have come into my mind. Wow. Well, let's. Um, <laughs> but like for real, like archery. Let's say you have a school, a bougie school that has archery. Yeah, it sounds awesome. Like they say, there's like basically no difference in men and women in that. Yeah, it's because a skill. It's, skill, it's skill a pure sport. skill. I mean, you know, golf is skill but there's also strength right so the men hit the ball way fucking further like there's a reason why there's a ladies tease yeah you know because because we're sexist because (laughs) there is a reason it's because we're terrible people (laughs) i will say it's great when you have a scramble and you got a badass chick on your team like and that's you a get, huge fucking advantage. But they you, bat, yeah, yeah, you don't. Bang you're that you're shit not out like there. you're not like. Yes, we have a woman on our team who can bring in new perspectives, <laughs> and and it's we get to hit from the ladies' team. She's gonna be bending <laughs> over, baby. Oh my god, wasn't even thinking that. <laughs> you're just like we can really capitalize on this opportunity to hit from the ladies' team. Yeah, it's basically an unfairness, really. Yeah, that you exploit because oh yeah, she shouldn't be allowed on your team because well she should have to you, play. She's so good, she shouldn't be able to play from the ladies' tees almost. You know what I mean? Some right. women. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's. Um, but I thought it was a great. I, I just really enjoyed like learning how close men and women are, even kind of after puberty. Like, I think his running time. The guy, the, the article yeah. that wrote the guy and his wife was a runner, like at the height of their game, he was only like a minute faster, which is a lot of time in running. I get that. In a mile? That's, I mean, that's. Well, I don't know how far even the distance was. I forgot. But by the time they were, it like, I have, think now, I think it's down to, it's a lot closer of a gap. I think they're uh, quoting their mile time. That doesn't matter. I, th- I think it's still like, anyway. <clears throat> you were saying that it's, point it's being, surprising. Like, I was surprised how close. You know, women were in a lot of these areas. But they should still not be allowed to play with the boys because we don't like them. At the higher levels. Yeah. In strength, speed-based stuff, which is sport. what sports oftentimes are. That's the whole point. Yeah. Do you think if uh, – uh, what's that What's that girl's name that's locked up in, in Russia for smoking weed? I don't know her name. Do you think that if she was in the NBA and, and had uh, fair women's rights that we would have gotten her out by now? Hmm, but I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I thought nope. you were going to ask if she could compete with men. And my nope. mind, so re, nope. can you restate the question? <laughs> can you use that in a sentence? Such a dumb, dumb question. If she was playing on a team in the NBA, yeah. would we have prioritized getting her out? If if uh, sports segregate sex mm. segregation in sports didn't exist, there was no WNBA. She was just an NBA player. Okay. You know, she's playing with the boys. We would be like, we need her out of there now. We're like, she's in the WNBA. We don't care about the WNBA. You know, should not smoke weed in there, Russia. Yeah, I don't think we just can just easily get anyone out. And I don't think we want to use our leverage on her. <laughs> Why? Like, I, let's say. <laughs> 
I think if it were LeBron James, it might be differently, yeah. but not just a run-of-the-mill player. So if she were like the face of the league or one of those type of players, yeah. maybe. Uh, I don't, <laughs> You're like, even then, no, nah, because the league's trash. <laughs> no, nah, I like the NBA. Um, no, WNBA? Oh, did I not all? No. So. <laughs> well, no one does. I'm taking even on women emotional don't. Roller coaster. Ask, ask women who what their favorite WNBA team. Ask women to name a WNBA team or yeah. more than two, and they can't. Bill Burr has a great... Uh, uh, stand up on this. Go watch his latest one. Oh yeah, <laughs> he covers the whole thing. It's hilarious. <laughs> like it's your fault. Yeah, you're not buying like, tickets. Yeah, you're not there. We're there at the sports games every weekend. <laughs> Where the hell are you guys? <laughs> yeah. So, we ready for off the cuff? Are we? Don't don't do me dirty. Nah, I think I got a softball for you this week. So this is off the cuff, everyone. This is where we alternate weeks asking each other a question that we have no preparation for. Um, so I'll let you, let Mike know what my question is this week, and I'll answer it, and then he can. But uh, no, it's nothing major. So um, the NFL announced that. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 I'm going to get into your. Uh, yep, we're good. I'm getting in your wheelhouse in just a second. Mike. Awesome. The NFL announced that the Super Bowl next year will be headlined by Rihanna. Okay. So this is just a topical blind question. I and have for Chris you. Brown. Are you serious? No. Oh, he beat her. Why would they? Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was actually excited yeah, for a second. No, yeah, he's doing great. A, they're doing a big collab. <laughs> they're they're going right. to knock us all out. Um, so anyway, Rihanna's going to do the Super Bowl, and uh, the question is, if you got to pick any artist to do, to headline the Super Bowl, who would it be? I'm going to answer first. Of course, I'm obsessed with race, so there's going to be a component Very much obsessed of race. With race. Um, by the way, first African-American Supreme Court justice for, as a female, was officially Sworn in, is that correct, Mike? That is correct. I Katanji, saw... uh Jackson Brown, right? Or Brown Jackson? Uh, Brown Jackson. Okay. So Justice Jackson is on the bench. That's awesome. Yep. Rough week for some people in America. The white-hooded folks got Matt, Lizzo tooting the flute <clears throat> of James Madison and uh, <laughs> a black woman on the Supreme Court. Yeah, uh, the MAGA Republicans can be very upset this week. <laughs> you said it, not me. <laughs> Okay, back to my question. So I would say, um, if it was if I was picking the Super Bowl, no bullshit. Doja Cat. Okay, I love Doja Cat. Her shit's just I don't know. I just love her music. I don't know what else to say about. Um, I think she would be like her. She's just got like those like four or five perfect songs that you need for a Super Bowl that are just like immediately catchy. Immediately people like them. You don't have to do the whole song. You just kind of go through your little greatest hits sort of deal. But I would want it to be a crossover with a country artist. Um, oh God. Uh, what the fuck? I just forgot his name. Luke, uh, Luke Combs. All right. So I want Luke Combs and Doja Cat. All right. Cause I feel like, you know, a lot of old heads, a lot of white America out there. They need, you know, they need some country music. They need to feel a part of the NFL. The NFL is like our greatest institution. And um, I think Luke Holmes would be cool to like 
do you know sometimes you hear like on TikTok there'll be two people singing songs and they're like singing different songs where they're kind of like almost battling back and forth. So I think it'd be cool to have like a Doja Cat and then like bring it back to more Americana with Luke Combs and then back up a notch um, with hip hop and all that um, with Doja Cat. So that's that's how to answer that one. I, I hate the country aspect of that. I just hate country music. I know. That's terrible. I hate your answer. You hate what? I hate your answer. Oh, yeah. I mean, Doja Cat's cool. Okay. So you'd be good with that. How, how do they... Uh, yeah, I don't have a great understanding of this because I never watched the Super Bowl. So You did last year. I did. House. I only watched... the. Oh, I guess we did watch the first half. And so and, and so I hung out at your house for the first half of the Super Bowl, intently watched the halftime show to see Eminem not rap Godzilla, <laughs> and then I went home upset. That was how the last Super Bowl went. Um, so last time they had like a ton of artists there. Um, yeah. Is that is that atypical? Do they usually just have one per? I mean, you mentioned two people with really one and a this weird back and forth with two. So I'm guessing it's only usually one. Well, I would say it's most often one artist, whether that be yeah. a, a band or an individual. But as of late, say more in the modern era, it's becoming a lot more mixtures. So you're having Britney Spears and like NSYNC and Aerosmith. I think all those were like together. Okay. Um, you're probably, but you do have some years of... where you have just Katy Perry, just yeah. Beyonce. You it's know, gotta it's gotta be someone who's got Rihanna enough to, hits. But sometimes everyone... they just like to bring in a cameo guest, somebody yeah. that's like, woo, you know, they just gets the crowd going. Yeah. So I think that would just be a cool like mixture of America to have like Doja Cat, who's at the top of pop and hip hop, kind of sure. well, not really hip hop, but pop, whatever. Sure. And then Luke Holmes, who's one of like the top one or two guys in country music, to like come in and he's got some hits that you know, crossover appeal that like not just purely country music fans enjoy, yeah. you know, um, like they both have new current music and albums out, I think. So anyway, what, who, who would you have? I mean, so, you could go obscure no, with your no, taste or you could go <clears throat> legit. No. no. Cause yeah, at first I was thinking your question was just, you know, what, what's your favorite artist? I'm like, well, that's not it. There's like this whole vibe and you know what the, the venue is and yeah. Um, so forgive me if this has already been one that's been at a Super Bowl, Bowl, but I would go with Post, Posty. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I don't think he's been in the I Super don't, Bowl. I don't think he has. I mean, and he hasn't headlined it for sure, uh, yeah. but I don't think he's even made an appearance. That would be no. awesome. So I've seen just on TikTok all the time, I see his concerts and everyone just loves him. He dancer, dances around like a goofball, yeah. doesn't care at all who's yeah. around and he just has a good time. And I think everybody else, because of him having such a good time, also just really enjoys it. Um, he's also popular enough to where he would have enough songs by himself to, to just go through a whole lineup of old stuff, new stuff, whatever. I think there's something that enough people there would like. I think we could merge our two. That'd be great. Because Post Malone, you know, he's got like a bit of a affinity for country music too. Like he does, like you probably saw on TikTok, he'll do yeah. some country um, songs. He grew like, up singing like punk music, like uh, more hardcore stuff, and and plays acoustic guitar. He didn't. He wasn't a rapper when he started. Right. So yeah. he's got his broad music ability and taste and stuff. So he could be the type of guy to bridge the gap. Yeah. Where like, all right, I'm coming. Luke Combs coming on with me for this little set, and yeah. then I'm gonna come out with Drake next. You know, he what just saying? bounces back and forth yeah, with everyone the whole time. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he'd be a good a good Yo. energy. We should pitch it. We the problem just... is like, I wonder if like. Just like is he is he hard to market? 
like across the whole country on every like Pepsi box and stuff with his tattoos and everything. I wonder if that hinders. Oh, him his or like his fucking face tats. Yeah, yeah just like the not. way he looks. Is that like? Well, he uh, was in the Doritos commercial for the Super Bowl last year, right? Well, yeah, but that's... they like that. I don't even remember. It was uh, it's for their. It was like the their fucking dynamite lemon. Lime. Oh, they're like, uh, like post Limon or something or some shit like that. <laughs> he did the. Um, interestingly enough, not this year, but last NFL season, uh, he was hired by the Cowboys to be a part of their schedule release. So the NFL makes like the NFL makes every part of the year sort of like an event. So like the draft, right? That's okay. like an event unto itself. They try to control as much of the whole year as they can, even when football's not being played. But like whenever it's time for the schedules to be announced, that's a big day for NFL fans to see, hey, what, what home games we got, who are we playing this year, all that. And so it, all the teams now really hype up the schedule release and they have this whole social media blitz and stuff. So Post Malone was hired by the Cowboys last year to be a part of their announcement for their schedule so that's pretty badass because i'm like post malone post malone's a cowboys fan also if, if anyone who yeah, didn't know that he's part of cowboys that's Nation, a perfect so thing for i love you him then, yeah right? so maybe if we ever get back in the super bowl they can invite him to that would be really good very unlikely right because uh, they're trash yeah and you should pick a new team and really just stop watching sports in general because it's a game and you guys are adults but anyway yeah <laughs> Yeah, because you're the Disney Plus expert on all well, movies. So my, yes, that's, I mean that's because I have kids. No, though. it's not. That's it's the world excuse. I'm in. That's your justification. I mean, I love some Frozen. <laughs> Great movies. All right, everybody, appreciate y'all stopping by once again. This has been episode six of Winged Radicals. Please give us a like, a review if you're so inclined. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week.